you're never going to get in anywhere if you don't shoot your shot. So it's like, just go for it. And you get shut down. You like miss a hundred percent of the shots you yeah. don't take. Who said that? Michael uh, Scott quoting <laughs> Wayne Gretzky. <laughs> Michigan Real Estate Investor Network Podcast. Hashtag the network. This is episode nine brought to you by Falcon Carpet. Hey, everybody. We are back with another episode of Michigan Real Estate Investor Network Roundtable Podcast. Hashtag the network. Today, I am your host, Dylan Tanaka, your favorite real estate investor here in Metro Detroit. And I am excited to bring you three young dudes who are out here making it happen and doing real estate investing at a very, very young age. So I met these guys and I said right away, I want to get them on the podcast and get them on the show to see what inspired them to get involved in real estate at such a young age. So I'm going to let each of them introduce themselves. Hi, my name's Matt. I'm Zach. I'm Adam. <laughs> see, the younger they are, the less they talk. So anyways, yeah, so these, these guys are in a, uh, in a company together. And what's the name of your guys' company again? Safe Night Solutions. Cool. So Safe Night Solutions. And um, you guys are all pretty much recently out of college, right? Just graduated. Yep. Yep. You guys decided to get into real estate investing. So, um, you know, the first thing we like to talk about is, is this is a community and people get to learn from each other. And um, the, the more that you spend time with other people, it just um, we, we talk about like being able to stand on the shoulders of giants. So you guys are going to be an inspiration and you'll you'll even be able to teach people some of the mistakes you've made early on in your real estate investing business. But why don't you guys just go around the table and just kind of let everybody know a couple minutes about yourself and kind of how you got here today? All right. Well, um, my name is Matt. I went to Central Michigan University, didn't really have any ambitions to get into real estate. Um, I actually graduated with an engineering technology major. Um, it was only through pretty much Zach and Adam, uh, who are the ones that introduced me to it. I lived with Adam for three out of my four years at college and uh, probably about two or three years into the into school, he started formulating the idea with Zach, which for those of you that don't know, we actually all went to the same high school together too so that's how we all know each other and from there we just start talking about it more and more zach was the one that was big into reading books and researching it and we liked the idea and just got the idea of getting a place living together and trying it out and that's what we're doing now cool so where did you guys all grow up we're all from Bad Axe, Michigan, up yeah. in the thumb. Okay, so for the for the nationwide viewers, explain to them, show them the show them the palm because yeah. they all laugh when yeah, I do this, man. and show them where you guys are from. So here's the map of Michigan. We're all up in the thumb, yeah. and show them where Detroit kind of is, so so they can get an idea down here. Perfect. So you guys, did you guys now buy a house together in your house hacking, basically? Yeah. Yep. Okay. Very very cool. So um, why don't you explain what house hacking is, Zach, and and say hi to everybody also that's right. watching. Hi, everyone. I'm Zach, uh, also from Bad Axe, Michigan, uh, part of Safe Night Solutions with these guys. So house hacking, the, the more traditional way is you get a multifamily property, 
and you live in one side and rent out the other side to someone else. We're doing more so the a live-in flip scenario. Uh, it's just the three of us living in one house, um, splitting all the expenses, fixing it up while we're living in it. And then once we've lived in it for a year or so, we'll transfer it into the business as either a rental or we can just sell it and then move on from there with the proceeds. Cool. So how did you guys find this house? Uh, it was just an MLS deal. Okay. And you guys have, is one of you licensed or are you using a specific agent? You don't have to name them, but I'm just. I went through an agent that okay. I had met via networking with a, a mortgage banker. Gotcha. Yeah. Lee was a pretty good deal for you there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Lee Ehlers was a pretty good resource good. for us. I don't know if you're, if anyone knows him, but great agent. We'll get his, uh, a he, right? Yeah. We'll get his information down in the show notes so people can check mm-hmm. him out. Adam? Um, I mean, similar backstory from Bad X Michigan uh, in the business. I am the CFO, but my dad is also part of the business. Uh, what it kind of started as, what Matt was saying, um, was mainly Zach and I formulated the idea of roughly two, three years ago. Uh, but even before that, my dad had always been doing research on it for probably five to seven years. He, he really wanted to go down south, obviously, do something more like that. Uh, which is obviously still a goal of ours because he still wants to move down to South Carolina, Florida, and those areas and get into a rental market like that with short-term vacation rentals. So we had talked about it for seven months, roughly, him and and myself. And uh, I went through. I remember I created my own website for it, too, and everything. We had it all set up. And then Zach and I met, you know, obviously going to different colleges. We only saw each other maybe like once or twice a year at that point. Um, and he asked, you know, what do you like doing? What's on the side? What are you liking? I'm like, oh, I like real estate investing, things like that. And then from there, it just kind of hit off. And, you know, we grabbed Matt and our other partner, Mason, too, along the way. And uh, we all work really well together. So figured it'd be perfect fit for us. Yeah. My, my story of actually getting started is the pretty canonical example of just reading Rich Dad, Poor Dad. <laughs> it really, as, as, Typical as it is, it really is a game changer just to kind of get your mindset shifted. Yeah, I mean, you, you guys all went to college, so, so I'm assuming you're somewhat decent students at least. And, you know, the way that we're brought no, up. Not at all. Is, yeah. <laughs> you're good at get, getting good grades at least or, or passing tests, right? But the, the way that, that Americans, the way that we think is you have to go to school, you got to get a you know a degree, yeah. you get a good job. Again, there's nothing wrong with that. I push every young person to, to go and get that education. Because uh, and uh, being an entrepreneur, owning your own business isn't the life for everybody necessarily. But um, you know, when you when you read that book, it's a mindset shift. Mm-hmm. You know, even though it's more of a story than the truth, but it doesn't matter. It's a parable, right? So it kind of gets you going to where that that you want to go. And um, you know, it, uh, you guys are young, so a lot of uh, a lot of the folks watching and listening to this, they're getting started in their forties, fifties, sixties, and there's never a bad time to get started because, as I say, the best time to plant a tree was twenty years ago. The yeah. second best time is now right so um in in your short journey so far what would you guys say um is probably the best advice you could give to someone out there be it in their young 20s here or in their 50s like getting started what's what's the best advice that you guys could give separately i think at the very beginning just absorb as much information as you can um you don't want to a lot of people say you just got to dive right in and that's true to a point but you got to have the background, get a sort of get, get a frame of mindset for what you need to do, because otherwise you're going to dive right in. And you're going to get burned. Yeah, that's pretty good advice. Um, yeah. Kind of building off of that at the same time, uh, 
it can be intimidating to try to like dive in and uh, approach uh, certain situations. But at the same time, uh, eventually you got to put yourself out there. You got to take the risk. You got to start making phone calls. You got to uh, make a plan of action and just, I don't know, you got to go for it eventually. And, yeah. That's uh, what we were saying on the way here. It's just like, you just have to do it. Yeah. It's like once you know <laughs> what you have to do, nothing's going to get done until you actually sure. sit down. It's like we did, I mean, we did research for years you know two to three years mm-hmm. of reading and videos and which is 10 percent of your guys life yeah it's like, <laughs> i mean honestly yeah it's so like, that's a lot of research yeah um and then you know even going through college you know be more videos and just you know oh this new article came out let's look at this there's um you know software excel everything just sure. learning everything on the side um i even took a um was it my junior year or senior year i took a real estate class that was taught by um some guy that just did it in his spare time. He was from Grand Rapids. He mm-hmm. owned a brokerage firm over there. And he was talking about him. Mean, he was 35 years old, but he was, you know, already setting up uh, like a bunch of townhouses over in Ada, Michigan. And he's like, yeah, it's like um, one of the biggest things that he gave to us is advice, which kind of coincides with uh, the advice here is having a good team. Because I know in college, like we all hated group work and just working with people. It was yeah. so annoying. But it's like, OK, we actually know our team members really well sure We've been friends since you know first second grade so it's like well we all work great together oh and it's easy to trust somebody that you've known that long yeah. like i could see where if you just met somebody like maybe a year ago and you don't know if they're really all about it or all in but it makes it easy uh doing it with your friends because then you enjoy being around them and then it's easy to work with them and communicate and stuff like that yeah you really have to get comfortable with leveraging other people's talents yeah i'm about to say well just knowing each other so much better it's like if i know matt or zach or any mason my dad or anyone they're having trouble on something it's like okay i can easily see you know with a stranger i can't tell if they're struggling or something sure but with a friend or just someone that you've been with you know my dad obviously you know i know him really well i should it's like, yep, he doesn't know what he's doing or he needs help on something. So right. I can assist him along the way. You're like, reset your password, old man. Yeah. Well, the, yeah, he. Uh, Most of the time he, it actually is. Uh, he just, that's he, like the only thing yeah. I'll struggle with is well, right. tech stuff. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He was just complaining about something. He's like, oh, I got to put in a password. It's like, yeah, it says right there, your <laughs> Gmail password. Oh, all right. I'll go ahead and put that in. It's like, what does it mean? Case sensitive. Give me a break. Yeah. It's DAD one, two, three, four. Come on. <laughs> no, I think that that's great. Um, great wisdom to take from some young guys here is if you're just getting started, come together with people that you know and you like and that you trust. Uh, leverage each other's talents. I think uh, your generation is a lot different than mine and a lot different than the ones above me, like your grandparents age, because I'm almost old enough to be your guy's dad. And uh, I'm not joking when I say that, but the, the mindset's so different because you know, being in the Midwest too, and you guys are from, I, I would say slightly up north, not like up north, up north to Michigan yeah. people, but to Detroit people, you're from up north. So you guys are doers, you guys are workers, you're not afraid to get your hands dirty a little bit. You're not, you're not prissy like we are from down here. And um, I think it's important to, to know like what you're good at and leverage your talents versus like trying to do everything. So for me, if I'm, you know, I can't go out and, and I can't lick stamps, right. And send mail out and then go on trying to buy houses then trying to sell houses and trying to fix houses and trying to man contractors and trying to run real estate groups and trying to run podcasts 
you kind of have to find your lane, right, and try to excel. And I think that's great that you guys have such a big team, especially in the beginning, because you can count on each other. And then even if you do have a setback, because you're going to have them. I mean, I've, yeah. I've lost money on deals before. Hopefully, it's you know it's a lot less, and and those are learning experiences. You don't just have to go to a. I think education is good, and I'm talking about outside of, um, you know, college, but with the different real estate groups that are out there and the education, you can spend 20, 30, 40, $50,000 on real estate education for investing. It's silly, right? But if you guys do some deals, you don't do super well on them, but you actually learn how the world works there the, you know, you can go to school, but learning from experience trumps, you know, school yeah. by, you know, a million percent in the real world, especially in business. So, um, so what what's each of your positions? So you're CFO, Adam, right? Yeah, but okay. I mean, there's a couple other things. You know, obviously, there's you know thirty things that you have to do. Sure, so, you, um, you help people with their logins too, which is not the CFO's yeah. job typically. Yeah, uh, <laughs> like another thing we're doing right now, uh, our fourth guy who's still in college, he's going to be like our chief marketing officer. Cool. So uh, last night we were just talking about one of the things we want to do is a blog and everything like that. So. You don't know, want well you could do well, it right well, now well, i mean we are but that's you guys w- can get started this minute right now get well, on media already start already blogging this one. episode i'm kidding okay. bye dylan we're gonna get out of yeah. here and do that no right do now. it do it at the same time <laughs> no it's like I'm so with you. so we have i have one written already and he just pitched me an idea last night it's like okay you know and pretty much like what you're doing with the all pre-record and then sure them out so it's sure. like you know once everything's primed it's like well we'll have the next 10 weeks planned out right so um but other than that, it's kind of, you know, um, the marketing, advertising, things like that. And then uh, market analysis, mm-hmm. basic things like that. Yeah, pretty important. All right. So I'm chief information officer. So I should probably probably be the one helping his dad with the login. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, so I'm in charge of sort of anything that has to do with data, record keeping, um, as well as just the technology aspect of everything. So you're the best, like, computer geek out of the group? We all know technology. It's just kind of you have to have someone that's responsible for it, right? Um, and I, I like I like numbers. I like sifting through all the data and stuff. Yeah, yeah, it's amazing. Like we were talking about before the show started, you know, writing down things in notebooks, driving around, doing like driving for dollars, and now look at all the technology that's out there. You guys probably know a bunch of the apps and like everything's so scalable. I talk about this all the time. You know, I'm a I'm a member of this investor fuel group. It's a nationwide mastermind, so I'm in there with about 200 other investors and I'm one of the low men on the totem pole, which is great because again, you know, it's like I do this, this thing and people ask me, but you got to bring the people up who are below you right in business and help them. But then on the other hand, I get to go this way too. So the, just the scalability and what's, what you can, you can do today because of computers, technology, the internet, it's so much different than it used to be. And I mean, you guys can be in bat or whatever in five different locations in college and you guys can look at wholesale deals or whatever on the computer. You can send somebody on Craigslist for 20 bucks to go take pictures and verify it's not falling down. You can buy that house without seeing it. I wouldn't advise that on your first deal, but I mean, that's yeah. the, that's the mindset like that you guys have. I'm, I'm very good friends with a guy named Greg Helbeck. Um, he's 24 years old. He's from New York. He moved to California, single guy making money, can do whatever he wants, but he does most of his investing in Texas. So tell me how that how that makes sense. It doesn't, but he's um, he's really good dealing with sellers. So he pinpoints specific types of sellers. He works them over the phone. He sends his boots on the ground partner in there, and they're flipping houses in Texas that he never sees. But again, 
15 years ago, maybe even five years ago, if you would have told me that, I have friends that have done business out of state. You know, you can buy a vacation rental again in the Carolinas or in Florida or whatever. And VRBO has been around for a long, long time, probably 10 years at least that I've known about it. But there's there's guys now who are setting up their business virtual, which is pretty amazing. So I don't know if you guys ever have any thoughts of doing something like that. But again, you know, from from your youth standpoint, like you guys probably aren't afraid to do that. Where again, like you get to my generation, you get to the one above and they're like, how are you flipping houses in Missouri? What are you talking about? You've never seen it before. And you're like, figured it out, you know? Right. Personally, our, our sort of business model isn't just kind of go out silently, flip houses. We, we want to build a brand mm-hmm. that, that yeah. people can recognize as a company that's providing safe houses. To people. Sure, sure. We, we, we really want to be involved in the community. Yeah. And it, it's more too than just, you know, housing. It's local, you know, commercial spaces that need, you know, some work. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, obviously, you know, everyone has ideas. It's like pitch them to us might work might not there's mm-hmm. no harm in doing it you know it's it's That's like great. um you're never going to get in anywhere if you don't shoot your shot so it's like just go for it and you get shut down you like, miss 100 percent of the shots you yeah. don't take who said that michael uh, scott quoting wayne gretzky <laughs> right i thought that was michael jordan listen listen there's two things that i that i geek out on number one is star wars because like i was old enough to go to the movies for the actual first one and number two i hate to tell you this but i watch the office like every night before i go to bed because i'm like that last like half hour when i'm done with podcasts and whatever all the crazy stuff i do i'm like i need a little relief and there's nothing better than watching like jim pretend to be dwight and like doing the thing on his watch it's like i just laugh every time like you need some comic relief so i'm glad you guys like that show that's pretty funny Right. Yeah. I, I enjoy it. I mean, I've seen it probably three times through, but I think all three times were watched with my girlfriend. So yeah. oh, I wasn't paying attention. I'm like, I don't like this show. Listen, I'm we can we can you. we can talk <laughs> about that part later, right? <laughs> Business first. But no, um I think that's cool you guys talk about the community. Uh, I'm personally involved in a nonprofit organization called Winning Futures. You guys probably haven't heard of it because you're not from down here, but there was an entrepreneur about actually twenty years ago it was founded and he took a couple high school students and mentored them. And he owned a car dealership and a few other things. He was completely self-made, came from just a normal, regular family. And uh, unfortunately, he passed away about five years ago. But we are in, I don't know how many now, probably over 20 schools. So every year, you guys are younger than some of my students were. So every year, if you guys, if I was in bad acts with you guys, if you were in a business class as an elective, I would come in. You guys have to like, why is that funny? We didn't have anything like that. We graduated with like 84 kids. Well, yeah, you didn't need that because you guys are all come from good families. But uh, no, so th- it, this isn't like big brothers, big sisters. So it, um, it's like a goal setting mentoring program. So I would come in. I'd get literally I would get you three guys in, you know, your marketing class. So every Tuesday from nine to ten, we have a curriculum. It's all it's all state endorsed, all that kind of stuff. And then we would just kind of go through how to do job interviews, you know, how to how to write thank you notes, the difference between whatever, like just what what different things mean and, and how to like. Uh, use that as you go on to the, you know, to the next part of your life. So I've been involved with them for 10 years. And um, I think it's super important, even even at your young age, like, I spend an hour a week with these kids. And I've, I have kids now who are 28, because they were 18, 10 years ago, right? And I get Facebook messages, some of them are involved in our group, even, and have been involved in real estate with me, which is really cool. I've hired some of them as interns and that kind of thing. And whenever I would get selfish or get irritated about something or have to miss something because I'd have to go to class because it's every week um, from about the second month of school in through the last. So it's like 
say October through April or something like that. It's an hour a week. And then eight years later, I get a, a text or I get a, a Facebook message from a guy that say, hey, you really inspired me to do this, this and this. And I appreciate it because a lot of times as an 18 year old, which you guys are long past that. But just think when you're 17, 18, it's kind of hard sometimes to like verbalize that stuff. Right. Because you're still like super screwed up in your head because you're like a teenager and figuring life out. Hormones. Yeah. Right. Exactly. <laughs> so um, I think it's, it's awesome that you guys think about that. And for sure, like I would definitely encourage figure out what you like, what you're where your natural ability is and your unique ability and how you can kind of give back with that. Maybe you guys already have that, but like for me, I, I was kind of searching and I didn't know. And then I got hooked in with like high school seniors and like, I kind of get to yell at them, but I also say, Hey, listen, here's what you can do. You still got to go to school, you know, because everybody wants to be a video game designer and like a pro basketball player or whatever, but like astronaut, you, yeah, an astronaut, you have to be somewhat realistic and I never want to like pull their goals back at all. But it's very cool to, to be involved with that because I get a ton out of it also even though I'm supposed to be the mentor and the teacher, I still get a ton out of it because it's like what I'm telling them, I'm hearing myself also, you know? So, um, one I mean, of the best ways to learn is by teaching. Yeah. I mean, it's probably really nice for a lot of those kids too. Cause I mean, I know at that age, you know, I wanted to do one thing, but you know, two years later, well, that sure. that dream's completely out of the picture. So it's like, okay, like, Hey, I've gone through, you know, I kind of know what your, mindset is right now you're a little confused you don't know what you're doing with your you know especially it's like oh yeah you're gonna go to college no no yeah, more you, parents like you don't really know what right. to expect or what you're gonna be doing or if you're gonna like what you think you're gonna be in college or whatever yeah or high school going into college so yeah you never know i mean yeah. for me um so i started screwing on with real estate basically when i was your guys age and it wasn't until 25 26 27 until i got really serious to where I was doing multiple deals a year and I had lenders and backers and I was like flipping and like I was in, in the game. I never thought I'd be there. And then probably two or three years within the first three years when I was truly full time, I'd flipped a hundred houses and you know what I mean? Who, how would you ever think that like you guys sitting here, you've done a couple few deals or whatever. And you're like to get to a hundred. Now I'm like, I don't even count them anymore. And then I remember I was sitting at lunch with a guy I knew and we just run into each other. And he's like, yeah, I'm tearing the top off of houses now, like a ranch, and I'm, I'm adding adding square footage. So, like, again, in your Ferndales, your Berkeley's, your Royal Oak, Birmingham, this is back when the foreclosure boom kind of changed and it went back, as I call it, the foreclosure bounce, and things kind of turned around. So um, I was like, wow. I'm like, that's serious because you got to have, like, an architect and yeah. pull permits and not just permits but a furnace in, but, like, this is serious business. Guess what I was doing the next year? The same exact thing because that's where the market took me. And then by the following year, I was – tearing down and building new had a builder's license and like at 30 i never thought at 35 or whatever you know five years later that would be the case because a the market takes you one place and then b you know kind of whatever your risk level is or or whatever you gravitate towards like for me it was rehabbing giant giant rehabs because i really like the finishes and getting people emotionally involved so they pay more than they should for yeah. a really really nice house um and now it's like shifted again. So I've gone, I have a new construction project I'm doing out in um, Romeo. I don't know if you guys know where that's at. It's like 30 mile in Van Dyke, kind of like where we're at now, but mm -hmm. um, a long ways out from Detroit in the regular suburbs. But I'm also wholesaling like as kind of my main function. And that's what I love to do. I like finding deals because you guys are early 20s. Let's just say you're going to be around for a while, right? In real estate. So you're going to be buying and selling real estate for 40 or 50 years, even if you stay you know, in your career for whatever you guys graduated for, and even if you do it on the side. So I have three plus Mason, dad, 
dad, dad, dad, whoever, uncles. I just gained 10 possible wholesale buyers for the rest of my life or partners or somebody I can do things with. You know, so I like focusing on this end of it for me because I'm a relationship guy. So there's people I've been dealing with for almost 20 years, delivering houses to partnering with whatever it is, you know, borrowing money, lending money. And it just goes on forever. And like, to me, it's awesome that you guys, you know, were, would be on the show today even because a lot of times with, with the younger, you know, crowd, they're nervous about this stuff. Mm. And like I was saying earlier before we started, like belly to belly, right? Talking to each other. This is how you become friends. This is how you like get to know each other. So if I see you guys at Home Depot or at a real estate group, you're like, hey, and now like there's a way different bond built than like after this, like, I'm going to friend all you guys, right? And you're like, yeah, we can make funny comments or put, like, Dwight Schrute on your guys' page or whatever, yeah. right, with your face. But, like, But nothing's, like, what it actually no, is in person. Nothing. Yeah. You know, and, and, like, nothing against millennials, but, like, even, again, starting with your guys, you know, parents' age or grandparents' age, we lose that because the world just moves too quick. Mm-hmm. I mean, the last house you guys bought, you did it over, the, over e- e- uh, email, right? Yeah. Right. Yeah. So like, that's weird to me, which I do the same thing now. But 10 years ago, you went to a closing, all the guys come, right? And all the partners, everybody's going to take the half a day off work. And it's like this big thing. Now you're like, it's like a Super okay. Bowl party. Yeah, right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Without the beer and chips. So then, bam, you guys are doing it out over the Internet. And like, it, it's just everything moves so quickly. And this, like we talked about too earlier, like this is an old school business because it is um, nuts and bolts. You know, it is boots on the ground. So it's it's really, you know, great that you guys are, um, you know kind of a little bit old school yourselves like i said when you come from which way am i pointing the camera up here right. instead yeah. of down here you know you, you're you have a little different mindset and just different attitude i think and you know maybe you can take one more breath look somebody in the eyes and say hi versus just like wham slamming past them you know as you're leaving a store yeah, or that, that's so. that's one thing that we kind of notice here because you know everyone waves to each other everyone's always talking to each other back home and here right. it's like someone says like even excuse me in a grocery store right it's like Oh my gosh! Thank Someone's you. actually right. taking notice <laughs> they can of talk. me. Um, but no, back to the the old school ways. One of the biggest things, just in the last week alone, what I've realized is uh, word of mouth. Mm-hmm. Um, how useful that is because last night my dad just texted me, told me our neighbor up where we live wants to invest in us. Um, another family friend of ours heard about it through my dad talking about it, and I had a meeting. He with should them. be the CMO. Because your dad's got a big mouth and well, people trust him, obviously. Well, 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 it's hilarious because, you know, I gave him when he visited the one time I gave him, you know, 100 business cards to take home. And yeah. He's like, oh, I'll pass them out to people. Well, he's got a picture of the business card on the fridge hanging up to show people. And there's business cards like 20 feet away. And I'm like, why don't you just hang the business card up there? And he's like, oh, I don't, what, know. Uh, I don't want to give them all away. What business is or was your dad in? He's uh He's going back to school right now to get his oh, double masters. Beautiful. Uh, so he can, uh, I mean, hopefully he wants to transition to something in the you know far future. But right now he is like VP of executive sales and manufacturing for a really big manufacturer. Gotcha. Like plastic company back home. Cool. So, yeah. So he understands this, obviously the sales yeah. side of it and relationship building yeah. and all that stuff. So yeah. um, he travels a lot for work. So, I mean, he's always dealing with people. And yeah. I mean, I get you know, if I hear him talking in public, I just see him like he just grabs a room. It's like, OK, well, you know, that translates to, you know, if you're meeting investors, because I noticed when I was talking to the our family friends that, you know, we had a meeting with the other night. Dad just kind of off to the side and would, you know, yeah, that's that's a great right. idea. Put right. in his two cents, but it would somehow, you know, push the conversation. Sure. 
So softening statements. Yeah. Listen, and what you guys talked about with your blog, I mean, if there's any advice I can give to young guys, I'm a marketing guy. Like, that's what I love. So that's all I if if that's all I could do, if I was smart enough to start a digital marketing agency, I would do it. But unfortunately, I'm good at flipping houses. So, um, you know, you know, the whole story, Gary Vee and documenting what you do. But even like with your blog, like get enough pre-written, but yeah. then just write and and it'll just start to flow. And like I said, so you guys, you know, we were joking about like Snapchat and Musical.ly and um, TikTok or whatever. The people who will invest in you, 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 me, they're not on there. No. They're old school. You can literally like I've taught people create a newsletter for your company without calling it a newsletter. Just write a letter. Tell them what's going on. So think, think, format a newsletter, right? Or just look at one, but then just write it out as normal paragraphs and don't be braggy or anything like that, but just be like, Hey, we're, you know, we're excited. We did our first rental. We were able to get it filled. You know, we've, we hit some challenges. They want to know that, right? Mm -hmm. How'd you overcome your challenges? Because it's not, it, it's never when it's easy. It's only when it's hard that it counts, right? Because everything's always simple when it's easy, you know, but when it's tough is, is when, you know, you got to show your perseverance. So do, you know, you can do stuff like that. And like, especially like where you guys come from, they're, they're a little bit more laid back. So you use that to your advantage to where they'll actually read what you send them. Yeah. And like when you start writing your blog, like document what you guys are doing, like take the process of getting that rental house ready. And like, you should, I know that you'll do more, but like, record and, and do more than you think you should do because people will watch it. I know a couple guys, a few guys, and they're from maybe Maryland. Doesn't matter. But they started kind of like a, um, they started an, an investment, uh, almost like a fund, but it's not. It's just totally private. And none of them had any type of, um, had any type of like public uh, persona at all. So they started just doing YouTube videos. They were good YouTube videos. They weren't just junk. And, he just kept putting them on, putting them on, putting them on, and just telling the story about what he was doing. And I mean, they have a ton of investors now because of it. You know, one of the guy, he's a he was an army ranger. He's a he's a veteran, you know. So and these guys are like my age. The other one's a finance guy, and the other one is like a marketing guy or whatever. So they're very believable, very trustworthy. Again, you know, getting involved, like you said, in the community, whatever that thing is. Like people want to know that you care because no nobody cares what you make. Like mm -hmm. The, the the wealthiest guys that I meet tell me about the guys that they meet that would go like this, right? And like, you're nothing. So you always have to have that mindset. Like, we're always going to be the smallest fish. And that's the goal, right? To always be in the bigger pond. But um, I think that it's it's really important to to get that out there so that the people who are, you don't know that they're following you. I have an old blog that's black with white writing. You're not even supposed to do that, right? Unless you're like artistic. So there will be people still to this day. I haven't touched it since, I don't know, 09. And they're like, you made a prediction. Donald Trump was going to be president in 2009 or 11 or whatever. And it's on this old blog that I read of yours. And I'm like, why were you reading that? And they're like, I read the whole thing. I'm just like, wow, why? Because <laughs> you never know. You know what I mean? And it's not like they're they're vetting you. They just fall, you know, they just like you and they fall into what you guys are doing. And you got to give them as much, you know, to consume. And it's nice when you teach, when you can talk about what you've done not just theory because you can go in bigger pockets or whatever it is and you can spit out like hey here's how you here's how you get a renter or here's how you know deal with tenants or whatever it is but until you've been through it you know and you have some some scars and can tell those stories you know it's it's not as believable but i would definitely start documenting as much as you guys can more than you think because our boring lives doing houses is so exciting to some people because hdtv has done it for us you yeah. know, as annoying as it is, like to me, it's super annoying because it's totally unreal, totally. And I've met some of the people on those shows and they're like, 
you know, basically it's staged and whatever. I don't care. It's entertainment because it's not real. But the point is America loves house flipping. Yeah. So give it to them, you know, and, and you guys are like normal too. So it's not like you're not all fake and like, like making a mohawk and be like, yeah, we're crazy house flipper guys. You're like, we're kind of from a small town and like, here's our story. And we all came to get like, you have to use that romance. You know what I mean? When you sell that. You know, and you got dad involved and he's getting investors possibly from up north. And it might not be for two, three, four, five, ten years. But in ten years, you guys are going to need two million bucks. Bam. Because there's going to be a building that you find or whatever. And you have to build that slowly. You know what I mean? And grow that super duper organically. And then you're unstoppable. Because there's, again, there's people 10 to 20 years older than me that don't have any investors and can't get any private lenders. Because it's here. Because they never built it. You know what I mean? They didn't believe it. And, and there's people out there. I mean, there's tons of money out there and people love real estate. Yeah, I mean, w- one big thing that I've caught just talking with, you know, some of the people that want to invest in us, they immediately seem like they're so impressed by what we have. And it's like it's a rough draft of everything right now. And it's like, it's always a rough draft yeah. until, until we you know actually yeah. do it. Right. And it's like, okay, I love that. Like, here's, you know, here are our, uh, all the calculators we have. Here's, you know. Uh, 3d renderings that we've made mm-hmm. of the place fixed up here's you know some other ideas that we want to do and it's like yeah it's you know we we know what we have to do we know the direct the direct line to it but it's like it's like we haven't even started yet but these people love it and it's like okay well you know if we can really show them you know this is true like and actually provide them results too along with you know the cool ideas that we have of course and it's just you know it's going to turn in that old like yeah, they're great. It's a good, reliable investment that we can make too. Yeah, one thing that we really want to make a big part of our website is documenting all of the deals we do, things that we learn along the way. Because those are the things that really help you grow is the things that you learn, the things you weren't expecting that you have to go back and reflect on. And right. That's what people are after anyway, is they, they want to know like what they need to look out for. Yeah, they don't want the, you know, busted you know mold in the uh, walls they don't want you know the floor to be ruined they just want to know what it's like right right like oh yeah we it happened to us it sucks this is what you got to do to fix it and then all they care is yep that's good information and yeah and that you delivered on it and you got it done it adds credibility to us basically being able to show them like look at what we had to overcome look at what we did yeah. Still came out on top or not all gold yeah. toilets. No, listen, yeah. it's it's not the home runs because it's easy to hit a home run if you're good at hitting home runs. It's how do you beat out, you know, a, a crappy, like almost foul ball to first base. It's by putting your head down and running as hard as you can, you know, fast and harder than well, the third baseman picking the ball up and throwing it to first. Now, if you guys know baseball, but yeah. the new generation doesn't. But um, <laughs> Matt, so what, what's your um, what what's your uh, role? Uh, I'm currently COO, chief operation officer and what does that mean um basically coordinating scheduling with contractors okay. getting uh projects done at the place and meeting with them and uh right now definitely trying to basically uh construct like an address book uh people who to call um different contractors who's good for this problem things like that sure yeah it's always a challenge you know, we're, um, I always say we're kind of diametrically opposed to good contractors because our goal is to rehab a house or to, to f- flip, even if you're keeping it, like flip it for another a renter or whatever. We want to spend the least amount of money possible, right, to, you know, to make our investment better. But And they want to charge us the most possible, the good ones, because they need to make money. So you have to find those guys and gals uh, who are 
willing to work with investors and understand what it means so that, you know, at some point when you guys do have 50 units or whatever, which it's, it, it, believe me, it's not that far away. We've got a guy in our group. He's 27 years old. He's on a 70 something deal, 27, 100% self-made. So, uh, it's very easy to do, uh, when, you know, when you focus and he's got a lot of lenders behind him, that kind of thing. But my point is he's, he's in the mix right now and he's doing a lot of, um, rehabs. He's doing a lot of buying holds. He's just, he's just doing a lot of business. So he's got everybody. He's got a guy that dig holes, digs holes to do this. And, you know, like to get a mini excavator, that's not easy down here right now because people are busy. So like where you guys are at, they're like, yeah, you can borrow my uncles or something. Cause <laughs> right. you guys have machines out there. Yeah, exactly. You, yeah. you can't get a Bobcat down here. Like tomorrow you're, you're just not going to get it you know what i mean unless you overpay i mean you can rent one but what i'm saying is like if you need to like dig out a quick foundation type thing or or waterproof like a bad basement like that's got to get set up mm -hmm. so you've got to have those people who understand what we do and and you know you need to learn how to work with them but yeah so that's really cool that you guys have that um you know have those different roles identified and i think even it, it, it being young in your business not just an age you guys kind of see where some of the hang-ups would be so you want to kind of preempt that, right? Especially with like what you're working on right now, building yeah, Rolodex. Yeah, definitely, definitely trying to build it up right now and just work with as many people as we can and just kind of know who was, who was good to work with, who was bad, who was who didn't show up, who, you know, you name it. Right. Uh, yeah. Just building that up and uh, saving the information for later when new problems come up or whatever. Yeah, you'll never stop building that, believe me. Take, yeah. it, take it from me. I'm still building it. But um, so... Uh, what's, what's your guys like, I, I don't like to do like seven and, you know, 30 day goals cause it's too short, but like, what's your guys, I would say like 90 day goal, you know, until, um, like the holidays and then, and then maybe like, what's your one year goal by the end of next summer? What are you guys trying to achieve? You think as a business or even personally, if you want to bring something up, All right? So sort of our long-term vision is more so getting as many units as possible the passive income that long-term hold passive income that's what everyone wants everyone okay. wants to make money by not working right um we want to have as much of that coming in as possible but we recognize that now what's holding us back is capital yep i knew you're gonna say that and just deals so what we need to know what we need to do now is focus on generating the capital to feed on the long-term vision sure so over the next 90 days like what would you say your, your the company's main goal is um, probably get, uh, did I say 30 or 90? You 90, said 90. 90. I, I'd say probably do a flip or two okay. so that we can start yeah. to actually get some holdings. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We're, uh, finishing up on the one that we had done with you. Um, we just got word on another one waiting for that one to go through. And then, I mean, we kind of have like a list already. It's like, okay. I, I mean, we've kept to it pretty much, you know, it's like, okay, I think we said middle of September, let's get another house. Mm -hmm. And, you know, two days before the middle of September. I got the email right before the podcast. I, I got one got for it. you guys right now, too. I just didn't send it out yet. Oh, OK. All right. No. <laughs> um, yeah. And, you know, I just go back to my own story because it's the only one that I really know. But I was the same way. Like I bought one house and then it was going to be one house a year. Keep my my regular job after 15 or 20 years. You know, you have 20 properties and a few years down the line, you start paying them all off, that kind of thing. And then by my my third full year, I'd already done like seven deals. And my goal was to do three. So I, I doubled it. And then by my fourth year, I mean, then I was just off to the races. It was the foreclosure days, you know, and I had a couple of partners, but we were buying 50 to 70 houses a year, buying, you know, reselling them and like having tons of money flying around. Mm -hmm. It was crazy. But again, you know, I didn't know I was going to be there. So hopefully 
12 or 24 months from now, you know, you guys are back on the show and you guys are hosting it and you can tell me how to do this stuff. Well, we, we noticed that because when we first started, we're like, okay, here's how much we're going to have in funding. And this was back when we, you know, met in my basement back so like home. A, like a year ago. Yeah. Just back in up, yeah. Uh, senior year. It's like, okay, we're going to meet and we're going to be able to get, you know, two places the entire year, our first year. And we had our funding set, you know, I think like probably 15, 20 times less than what we have right now through investors. And wow. it's just like, that's impressive guys. Like, yeah. We it's weren't like, expecting to take on investors until we had experience. Sure. Yeah. But a lot of people, if you, if you can sell the vision, you, you sell yourself, people want to invest in it. They want to flock to you. Well, in real estate, I don't want to say it's simple, but what I'm saying is everyone, almost everyone understands brick and bricks and mortar, right? So right. if you say, Hey, I'm going to buy a house for 30, I'm going to put 10 into it. It's going to appraise for 60, but we're not going to sell it. We're going to own it for X amount of time. You know, here's what my expenses are going to be. Here's what my capex is going to be for, you know, repairs throughout the years, blah, blah, blah. After seven years, it's paid off, even with private money or whatever it is. And they look at it and they go, okay, pretty simple. I get it. Like maybe not everyone has changed a toilet, but everybody kind of understands like the process of that versus like we were talking about Elon Musk, right? And, and Tesla, like, He's just a, he's just a rock star and he just pulls dough and nobody knows what he's really doing. Right. Yeah. But with with us and with you guys, like they get it like they can go and punch the wall. You know, what I mean, like it exists. It's real. It's not just theory. And then, you know, six, seven, ten years down the line from now, if you guys do get into commercial or big stuff or development, whatever it is, you, those people have been riding with you for a long time. So I'm like, OK, what do you got? I mean, it's gotten to that point with me where, you know, I push lenders away because I don't always have uh opportunity to take that that capital on and do something with it enough that i can make money for them and me and like it's worth going through the motions you know so what would you say like your what's your guys 12 month goal i don't know if you want to say like how many properties or like you know you got to put it out into the universe like the one week goal is to get the blog going for god's sake <laughs> yeah i know yeah, we gotta get the website published first. Just tell me what domain name you want and i'll buy it and send it we to already you have our domain we just haven't actually published the website I think the goal with the website was actually get the house ready to rent. I got you. And, right. And then, right. You want to, yeah, you want a yeah, little something to feed on and well, like that. Right now, everything's just, you know, coming soon. Sure. Coming yeah. soon. But sorry, I mean, obviously with that, um, I'd say 12 month goal though. I mean, we just had a meeting a week ago and I think we said probably every, in like four months, we could probably be managing like three deals a month from then on out. Um, so probably like, like that's capacity to manage purchasing no so that would uh well yeah kind of but then we could probably cycle through three deals each month doesn't mean we're getting three deals a month gotcha but i'd be working on three projects at once yeah um so um let's say you know september 1st of 2020 yeah 2020 pretty crazy right yeah. you guys were born <laughs> in like 2000 um September 1st of 2020, we were stockpiling. We were talking about macaroni and cheese. We were stockpiling that macaroni and <laughs> cheese when you guys were born because it, the robots were going to take over the year 2000, right? Mm -hmm. But um, so September 1st, 2020, what would you say, like maybe your deal flow, where you're at at that point? Like what's the back of your baseball card as a company? I'd say probably getting at least a deal a month at that point. So we're doing 12 deals a year when we, at the beginning. So, so you guys should, will have like 12 deals completed by the end of next, yeah. by the end of this time. Yeah. I mean, it's going to be next year. Yeah. It's going to be case by case of like how many yeah. like holds that we actually have. Cause I know it's, you know, what Zach said earlier, we need that kind of, yeah, you got to, yeah, you got to flip the, to, to so, build some cash and yeah. capital. I get it. But I mean that 
I mean, that's a thing that we've been working on. It's, you know, we look at a property and we're not going to get it if, you know, we're not looking at it. It's like, this is 100% a rental. It's like, right. okay, if we fix it up and it works as a fix and flip, mm-hmm. we can do that. If it, if it, if it can rent, we can do that. Or if it's an Airbnb or rental, anything like that, short term, we can do that. Gotcha. Um, but I think probably end of first year was something like seven to 10 holds and probably like four flips maybe. Okay. Something you got, like you guys heard it here first. We're going to have these gentlemen back on. We're going to bring us to it. We'll bring Mason on. We'll get your dad in here. We'll get bleachers in here. Maybe we'll, we'll just do it at your high school gym. How much would it cost to rent that joint out for a Saturday to do a giant podcast? Zero dollars if you know the janitor. There we yeah. go. Right. Yeah. We'll go up to Bad Axe and do something on site. Yeah. We, uh, the Bad Axe folks. All the janit- yeah. We know some of the janitors back at the old high school stuff. <laughs> we went to high school with one of them. Yeah. Hey, there's know. nothing yeah, wrong with that. to yeah. say. Like, hey, let us in. We got to get 500 people in the gym for a podcast going. So since since you guys are um, you know on the younger side of our, our members and visitors and, and watchers and viewers and all that, <clears throat> what would you, um, if there's like, is there is there a book or a podcast or is there anyone that you guys, I want I want you guys to do it each separately because I know you have different, you know, different mindsets a little bit, you know, in, in your own head. Who could you tell people to pay attention to or a book to read or an audible to listen to or something that um, where you're at right now? Not what got you here, but like where you're at right now. Um, Matt, I guess I'll start. Um, I know for me, excuse me. You need more water? No, I'm good. Um, I know YouTube's like a pretty useful tool for me. I use it a lot in college to learn how to do like math stuff. Write reports. Um, Exactly. Uh, I know one channel that has been pretty useful for me is uh, Matt McKeever. Yeah. He's out of like Windsor. Yeah. Okay. But, uh, Very cool. I don't know him. Adam kind of uh, introduced me to him like last year and he was, I don't know how many subs he had at that time. But we'll get that in the show notes for sure. I think like probably a thousand and now he's at. He's pretty big now. And when you say sub, what are you talking about? Like a subscriber on YouTube. Oh, subscriber. I thought you were talking yeah. like a subreddit or something. No, no, no. Like a subscription. Gotcha. Um, so he's at like 70,000 uh, subscribers. Yeah, That's strong. I think, I think so. like last year or so he had like like 100 different rental properties in like Windsor, oh, Canada yeah. area. And, and they just did an update video. I think he added he did, like he's, 60. And he's really months. like pumping out videos a lot now and they're all very informative. Like uh, pretty much like walk you through a deal, like what's going through his mind, uh, what to look out for and how to do it. And cool. It's very useful. It's pretty easy to entertaining it's like 10 15 minutes gotcha. you can actually yeah it's digestible yeah. and you can learn quite a bit just from doing that so I mean, it's quite a bit yeah. too because he did an apartment complex walkthrough like a nine part and each video was like 30 minutes long nice and he talked with the owner of the building and he's like tell me everything and the guy right. would go through it and, you know he had a 10 minute you know talk about sure. how he would make money from the laundry you know right he's like oh i just took all the laundry out put them in here now i charge him with that and he's like right don't care he's like they don't mind it. Yeah, there's water conservation. I mean, with Maltese, we could talk about all that stuff another time. But yeah, I mean, there's tons of stuff. So that's a great resource because that's a new one for me. Zach, um, don't say rich dad, poor dad. <laughs> I'm going to do something a little different. Um, I'm saying like, what, what, are you, what are you taking in right now? Right now, um, 
I what I've noticed as I've gotten more information is that I started pretty general. It was mm-hmm. stuff like rich dad, poor dad, e myth. It's a sort of mindset. Yep. Doesn't doesn't really give you action steps. Sure. And now now that I've learned more, I find myself gravitating towards very specific items. So say I want to hop on Amazon, get myself a book on uh, SEO, search engine nice. optimization. Sure. I can go find that. Or say I really want to learn about lease options. I, I Google lease options, dig into them. Um, so I, it's not so much that I'm just absorbing information from someone that's just kind of like, hey, you can go do some stuff. It's someone that, that says, here, you can do this specifically. So what, what one specific book or audio would you say somebody can pick up? Um, like what's on your Audible right now? What's on your playlist? Uh, one thing that I've really been listening to lately is actually the um, the, the the bigger mo- bigger pockets money podcast. Okay, it's specifically towards financial freedom, uh, gotcha. passive income. Um, so they they have the big one, you know, that's sure. just real estate investing in general. But th- this one's more specific. It it digs into uh, what you can do in your everyday life specifically to, to make a change towards your sure. Goal. It's almost a little bit of that Dave Ramsey mindset type stuff too. Okay, good. I got him to get specific on that. See that? I kept digging. <laughs> uh, I'd say for me, my number one resource of why I have this type of you know entrepreneurial mindset is I'd say my dad. Okay. Mainly just because he's always been like, I don't need help. I can do it on my so own. So are we going to put his name and number in the show notes? <laughs> Free mentoring? Uh, let's see. If I had to give you his LinkedIn. Yeah. If I, I mean, other YouTube channels that I've enjoyed... Um, Graham Stephan, okay. him too, he is absolutely blown up. I think he just hit a million and, you know, I started following him two and a half years ago. I think it's the second video ever I watched that and you get a better insight on, uh, cause he does a lot of like, you know, $450,000 duplex in LA, sure, sure. That's, you know, absolute dump. And then he fixes up and it's like, okay, if I know that, cause that's a lot of the people that you find on YouTube and just reading around, a lot of them are in very high valuable markets yes like san francisco you know it's like nothing like here right um texas arizona frisco but it's vegas but it's like you listen to them it's like okay they're making money on these deals and it's just it makes no sense it's like okay well we have all the tools that they gave us you know the resources it's like here i have it all we copied it and it's like yeah this works perfectly in our area numbers are great it's like thank you for those free resources um and then it's just continuing i don't want to say inspiration but it's just like yeah a little bit it's like little motivation type stuff in there yeah it helps to mix it up right yeah one quick little piece of information i'd like to give or piece of advice please um if you want to do something find someone who's doing what you want to do um and learn from them right whether it be they're putting out information or anything like that like how i actually found rich dad poor dad was um, just this uh, a fitness guru on on YouTube and stuff. He would say, "Oh, I've built I built a supplement company. I've built I own a gym. Uh, I do all these sorts of things. I'm in magazines, all that." He said, "How I built everything was rich dad poor dad. It it was the, mi- the it was mindset. mindset yeah." And then he started using those principles to build a fitness business, completely unrelated to real estate. Sure, but at the same time, all those sort of back end kind of workings are mindset relationships um being able to brand yourself right yeah i don't think it's really even just like the real estate mindset i think it's just a mindset of i don't want to yeah, be ad- listening entrepreneur to, mindset yeah it's like i don't want to necessarily do something for you when i can do it on my own and right it's like i know i have the tools and everything like that 
which is, you know, we're all, you know, continuously self-educating. Like what Zach said, you'll find a book like something. Just the other day, you know, I found a software that I like mm-hmm. it's with 3D animation. I'm like, okay, well, with house renderings, we can do something like that. So sure. Might as well start trying to learn it. Right. No, no harm in trying it. I think one thing is that when you're trying to learn, when you get this mindset of trying to better yourself, you you, you find more things that interest you. You say you, you're trying to find A and then you hear about B. It's the rabbit hole. Right. Yeah. You, you go down the rabbit hole and you, you realize and then that it's 3.30 in the morning and you're like, that's it. I'm flipping watches now. Yeah. <laughs> right. So, I mean, there's so much that different things that you can learn. Right. Um, so as soon as you, you get your mindset shift to opening up and finding new things is when you start to really learn. Because I, I think people talk about depth versus breadth in, right. as far as what you can do and learn. What do you think? I think you need both. Yeah. Um, a lot of people say like your typical manager, um, they they have breadth. They, right. They're they're good at managing pe- maybe managing people. Is right. Their focus. Ten percent deep, a hundred a mm-hmm. hundred weight, you know, a hundred yards wide. Right. But then you got uh, Andy down the road is an HVAC specialist. Right. He does HVAC. He focuses right. on that. He's one yard wide and a hundred yards deep. Right. But at the same time, you got you got you know you got your manager over at McDonald's. You got Andy, the HVAC guy. They're not building something big. You need a little bit of both. You need to be able to leverage other people's talents, like I said earlier. And you also need to be able to develop the vision and build something else. Sure. Beautiful. Yeah. If you're great at pitching your mindset, your idea to someone else and actually get them to see it, it's like, okay, that's two people that have my idea right. now. And it's three, then it's 10. That's yeah. That's, that's the X factor. Yeah. You know, and it, and it helps if you've done what you're asking people to believe in and, and you believe in it yourself more than anything. Like you guys have grown up watching gurus on YouTube or whatever. And it's like, again, you know, the 20 year old kid, like I said, who is flipping watches and lives in L.A. and drives a Lamborghini now. Like that's all rented. He probably didn't make mm-hmm. that happen. But it's the guy who. Gold. Yeah, the guy who really is like showing you what it's like to have to dig out a main line and a plumbing, you know, in a 10 minute video like you guys mm-hmm. talked about. And, you know, he's telling you why this and this and whatever, how this these things fit together. You just know you can feel it, you know, especially like I said, your generation. You can sniff that out more because it's just it's more and more prevalent, right, of just the mm-hmm. the Internet all stars. Yeah. So when, when someone calls saying that your social security number has been suspended, it's probably a scam. Yeah, that's something right. we pick up on a lot quicker than your generation. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's it's true. I mean, the DT and consumer scams, like you guys know down here, that those are the power companies. Yeah. So I, I get text. I mean, I get emails and calls almost every day from DT and consumers. You know that my power is getting shut off. I'm not kidding because I've had hundreds of properties in my name or my company's name. They're, it's never true. Because I go right online and I'm like, did I forget to make a payment? Because you could probably not pay for three months and they'll keep it on. Like I usually figure out at least once every 90 days I got to make a payment on something, right? But yeah, it's uh, it's just being aware and you know, and kind of taking it to the next level, mm-hmm. you know, as far as technology goes. So I think that's about it for today, guys. You guys have uh, have brought the thunder. Mm-hmm. It's uh, it's really been awesome having you guys on the show. Yeah, really. Uh, really appreciate you having us. Yeah. yeah. And any final words before we go? Learn and do it. Yep. Just take action. I mean, nobody's going to do it by you. Yeah. I mean, just take us, add something to your week that you weren't doing last week, each week, and just keep building it up. Yeah. Get a good team. Make sure everyone works and, you know, vibes together. All right, everybody. Well, this has been another Michigan Real Estate Investor Network Roundtable Podcast. And as always, we want you to share the love. You've been listening to the Michigan Real Estate Investor Network Podcast. Just call it the network. 
To subscribe to the show, go to www.michiganreinetwork.com where you can have the show sent right to your inbox. Subscribe on iTunes or your favorite podcast app. If you'd like to be on a future show, there's a link on the site to submit your info. The network is 100% focused on the Michigan real estate investing community. Whether you're brand new or a grizzled vet, we want you to be a part and share the love. Thank you.